Welcome back to the, next, the latest episode of the 423 Soccer Pod, the podcast that CFC built. This is Jim, a.k.a. Chattagooner. Well, I'm not really Chattagooner on Twitter hey, anymore. But so, Oh, Todd, I'm sorry I cut you what? off. So, Todd, go ahead. Uh, it's okay. I'm used to it. Hey, the great footballer in this end. This will be the Sudafed edition of the great footballer. Yeah, there was a chance that Todd wouldn't be able to join us uh, tonight because he wasn't feeling well and then... And then he got some, you know, he's a nurse, y'all, so he probably has access to the the real stuff. So he's he's feeling better. He's going to join us. We, as as you all know, we have a match this weekend against Stumptown AC. We and so we are, you know, we you know, we like to talk to folks associated with clubs that we play, and we are. I'm just excited to have on the call, uh, Coach Kerry Taylor, who's also the head of operations for Stumptown AC. And so, uh, Coach Taylor, I wanted to, you know, welcome you to the pod and, and uh, let us know how things are going over in Charlotte right now. Yeah, well, thank you both for having me on. Uh, I'm excited to chat. And yeah, I mean, things are growing well in Charlotte. We just uh, played last night and got a tie out of the game after being down 1-0. So things are, are going well. Little recovery session this morning and we'll be on our way soon. Uh, to see you guys in Chattanooga. So Coach Taylor is a is a, a veteran of podcasts, and I'm going to go ahead and say right now, if you uh, if you can take some time to go and locate uh, the crack, it's a podcast podcast. Listen to me, a podcast with Demarcus Beasley, Aguchi Anwayu, and Mauricio Wilson. And so her uh, her episode is, I believe, is March 23rd. You'll get a really good sense of, of uh, Coach Taylor and, and her take on a lot of things and uh i, I just I, I really enjoyed the episode and it it really did uh give me an insight into into her into her kind of mindset so you know first for for those uh, of well for either of our listeners who hasn't doesn't know your story what what's your quick kind of elevator pitch of you know how you got into soccer and, and kind of where where you come to the game from yeah, so the elevator pitch, I'm old, so my story might be a little longer. It'll be a really long elevator ride, right. but I'll sum it up. Um, We're old, too, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so I decided in college where I was playing at University of Michigan um, and got the opportunity to help start the program um, and was on the first ever women's varsity team at Michigan and decided instead of going to medical school, I wanted to coach. So I've spent my career uh, coaching, you know, youth clubs, being a director of coaching. I've coached high school. I've coached division one college as an assistant division three as a head men's and women's coach, um, worked for the Vancouver Whitecaps. Um, also tried to get an MLS team to San Diego coached with Landon Donovan, um, with, within USL championship, uh, pretty recently with San Diego loyal, and, you know, now kind of, you know, doing, I guess, soccer consulting and, you know, stumbled onto the Stumptown project. And also um, just I just recently returned from being in camp with the Jamaican women's national team. So we just played Nigeria in the U.S. in Houston. And that was an awesome experience. So soccer has been pretty much my life. Uh, I've got to see a lot of the country and a lot of the world through it. And 
yeah, that's kind of my extended elevator ride. <laughs> so you come home one day, you come home one day and you go to your parents' house and you're like, hey, you know, I've been talking about that med school thing. I think I'm just going to coach soccer. Uh, how, did, how did that go? Yeah, that didn't go too well with my dad. <laughs> um, he was like, come again. And a lot of the times throughout my career, he's like, when are you going to get a real job? <laughs> and so, you know, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I have a real job. And, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to, again, impact a lot of lives and coach at all the levels, coach men, coach women, um, which is, you know, exciting and fun. And now I'm kind of, you know, I think nearing the end of my, my uh, on the field career, so to speak, in some ways, and, you know, getting into the operation stuff and, you know, who knows what the future holds, but yeah, it's been, Hey, he should have been excited. Probably freed up a lot of cash. Yeah. I didn't have to pay. My dad didn't have to pay for medical school, but he didn't pay for my undergrad either. So real talk, I had to pay for my own own school. So I saved cash, but now my bank account is a lot thinner because I think doctors last time I checked doctors probably make more than soccer coaches but who knows yeah so you you did you you got into the I guess the end of your San Diego career um on the the crack podcast so I'm not going to go I'm gonna ask you to rehash that and there's some real honest there's some real tough questions and some honest answers in that podcast so I, I I really appreciated that conversation so there's no need to rehash that but I am interested in how you got from that job to club nine and, and how, how did that how did that happen yeah so um the name peter wilt probably <laughs> yeah. rings a bell with a lot of soccer people Ooh. so <laughs> yeah exactly um he i met him at a usl meeting and actually you know during covid and all that stuff um i just kind of reached out to him and said hey here's what i'm looking for um you know, here's what I'm interested in doing. And he kind of got me connected, um, in that manner. So, you know, the, in, in that, in that job, you are, you're working with, uh, you know, club nine is, is, I guess, I don't know what you would call them. I mean, they are the, kind of the managers of NISA, I, I would guess you, that also you got, got you in, involved in some other projects that, that NISA does. And as I told, as I to- told you right before we started, um, talk or recording, that we have a real, um, real vested interest in the women's game. Well, first of all, because the women's game is awesome. But second, yeah. we are uh, we are kind of restarting our women's team. It's mm-hmm. I don't know if you know our history, but you know we had a women's team for a while. USL came to town. It got stolen. And, it got stolen and kind of separated our women's team, and they went over to East Ridge and. So, you know, there's some, there's still some trauma about that, but so, uh, so we're, we're, we're bringing them back. We're having some Q and A's. And so we're very interested in in kind of what's going on. And so when the UWS NISA Alliance was announced, I mean, first of all, I was excited because, okay, Hey, the men's league is just not doing it themselves. They're, they're, they're going, they're, they're pairing with a group that at least is involved in the women's game, not just saying we can do it the same way we do the men's team and then right. and then and then something happened so what do you know or I mean, what what caused that uh, i guess the why or why there the is no yeah why is the there not alliance the right now and NISA. yeah i mean uh, y- you know in as you well know in the soccer world you know if people don't agree a lot of times they just 
stomp away and, you know, create their own leagues and things like that. And, you know, in, in any situation, you have to make sure that all of your values and beliefs and all that and philosophies align. So, you know, when they don't, then sometimes it's okay to just, you know, part ways before you get too deep into any situation. So, you know, the, the biggest thing is for me personally, like I, I still believe that there is space for a division two pro women's team. It, it just has to be done by women for women. And now you have USL coming in with a, with a, you know, pre-professional and you have all these amateur leagues and it's, I don't know. I mean, if I, if I could solve the, the U.S.'s soccer problems, I'd be like a bazillionaire because <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't figure it out and I don't think anyone can. So, you know, well, the interesting situation about the UWS and NISA is they went, they just went so far. I, I didn't understand how they made it even as far as they did before right. they were like, this isn't going to work. It was just kind of bizarre. And yeah. it's almost like online, it's almost like they were online dating and everything <laughs> checked out on paper and they saw each other in person and they're like, eh, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's kind of a, that's a good analogy. You know, I think obviously with with COVID and everything, like you have all these Zoom meetings and, you know, it's hard to really read people um, in those situations. And, you know, again, when, when things, when you, when you get to a point where you just can't like, you know, have the handshake in the center of the bridge, you just have to sometimes just walk away. So, um, you know, no, no hard feelings on either side and, you know, the hope is that some way, somehow, the there can be, you know, a, another level of, of women's pro soccer. Because, you know, obviously NWSL, the buy-in is huge um, mm-hmm. as far as the cost to have a franchise. And, you know, there's tons of t- very talented women and very, you know, there's lots of amateur clubs that really do a, a good job that want to try to fill that space. It's just you know, the, the challenge of finding investors and finding the stadium and making sure, you know, that you can at some way, somehow make some revenue or at least break even, you know, somewhere down the line. And, and yeah, it's a, it's definitely a challenge. So with that Alliance now not going forward, it, it did free up club nine to, to start, I whistle. I guess I, I don't. I guess that we. That's how we're pronouncing it. The Women's Independent yeah. Soccer League, and they announced you uh, at, at, uh, as the. I can't remember what the managing managing, managing director. Director or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, recently we have heard that you would kind of stepped aside from that and continuing your other roles with Club Nine and and Stumptown, which is of course why we're talking to you today. But I was wondering, um, you know, what what happened with the whistle project? Where is it going? And and, you know, kind of, and maybe if you want to lump in and you talked a little bit about it just now, but maybe the future of D2 professional women's soccer in the United States. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think that there is a, a space and an opportunity and enough quality players and enough quality clubs out there to hold that division two women's space. Um, however, I, I do feel that, you know, and I, you know, I've said this before many times, like you, you have to, you have to live what you're, what you're speaking. So you can't, you can't come out and go, Hey, we're going to do a women's league and it's by women for women. But then when you pull the 
curtain back it's not really by women Mm -hmm. or for women for that matter so like one thing that I've learned within you know my past probably two years of experiences and really like having some time to look at myself and look at what I truly want is if something doesn't sit well with me and if I see red flags for me personally I'm okay with stepping away like I'm okay where I'm at in my career I'm okay where I'm at with myself like it's okay to to go hey this isn't for me rather than feel a certain way about you know any project or any job or anything and and just fight through it and be like oh okay I have to tough it out or okay, like maybe, maybe that's not a red flag. Maybe that's not a red flag. So again, this is me personally. I made a decision to say now is not the time for me to be involved in that particular project. Fair enough. Um, you know, you, you mentioned uh, USL getting into the game and I, and I wonder, you know, I, I have my own feelings about USL that I make pretty clear uh, if, yeah. uh, on my on my Twitter feed. So, but I've heard other people say, "Oh, this is growing opportunity for the women's game," which I certainly am not going to step on. I, 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 right. I, it's, it's, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look out at the number of colleges, the number of women who play, and then the number of opportunities they have going forward that we've got a problem. Uh, right. But is is this growing it growing an opportunity for women, or is just are we just adding another front on the uh, what everybody likes to refer to as the soccer wars? Now, now the women get to be involved in the soccer wars. Yeah, you know, Ooh, I don't. Equality. I I I honestly don't know what USL's plan is. I know they've announced some clubs, and and that's great. And you know, I hope I hope they're doing it for the right reasons. Um, I. I, I truly believe that you can't just go, oh, we're going to have a women's team and be and run it the same way as the men's team. I've worked on both sides and it's, you know, I've it, it's a it's a different beast. It's a different mentality. There there are some nuances to it. And I and I also hope that, you know, these new clubs or or, you know, whatever league is starting or whatever teams are there that they try to do maybe what you know, um, the angel city is doing with, within NWSL where they're hiring women, they're, Mm -hmm. they're hiring women in leadership positions, you know, and, and that will change women's soccer because, you know, if you look through the NWSL is our only, you know, women's professional, um, team or league at the top at this, you know, moment in the U S there's one female GM and one female head coach and they happen to work for the same club. And to me, like, that's great, but you're about to have, you know, two more teams come into the league. And, you know, when you're at 12 teams, if there's, you know, 25% or, you know, you know, one out of 12 or whatever that is like, is that, is that really doing soccer for women justice or is it just you know the same gender capitalizing on soccer and going oh yeah we're doing it for women i don't know well we you know we're 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 going to be experiencing that you know we have like i said we had a women's team for a while it was if you talk to our supporters there was it's a real mixed bag that it was it felt like an add-on it felt like checking a box to some people yeah. 
that it was you know the the men's team was clearly the uh, the 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 top dog and then oh yeah we have a women's team too that that's how many yeah. that's how many people took it and uh, and now that we're bringing it back I think there's a lot of interest in making sure that we do it really the right way you know as much as I like to kid and and joke with our friends well Todd doesn't call them friends anymore but our friends up north in Detroit in watching mm-hmm. them expand their club to the women's game you know I think I think there are signs there that they're really trying to do it the right way that it's a it's one club that the women are just as important as the men even though if you want to you know the women are amateur the men are pro but you know they really are treating it the same and i think i hope that that's where we're going it's it's uh it's a long process there are nuances between the between the two i think that's that's a that's a good way of putting it and um yeah and i i, I hope that uh we get to take the field next year and uh, put a good product on the on the on the pitch, and with women who understand that the club is behind them and the club is for them just as much as it is for the the men's team. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, that's great that you're you know you're you're kickstarting the the team again, and you know again there's there's thousands of of very quality you know female players out there that after they go play college, it's kind of like well where do I go? Yeah, you know and. And a lot of them quit or go play on Sunday leagues or, you know, play a couple months out of the year. And yeah, so it's, it's great that, that you guys are bringing that back to, to Finley stadium and, and your city. I really enjoyed, I, I really enjoyed uh, having the tournament in Chattanooga. It was a, it was a good time. I'd never been. And I really, like, I really liked the city and you guys seem to have a good fan base and, and it's, it's cool. Yeah, like, it's, it's a it's a nice little place. It's the it's the largest place I've ever lived. So for to for me, it's a city. For some, coming from San Diego, though, I would imagine it's it's a little smaller. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a little smaller, but it's cute, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Some good restaurants. I was impressed by by the restaurants. I did a little hiking while I was there. Oh, and, cool. You know, yeah, that's... hung out at the laundromat at six a.m. <laughs> and Walmart yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, those. Checked don't... it all Coach out. Taylor, before we, Coach Taylor, before we get too far removed from uh, the women's game, I just, I just kind of wanted to ask: Is it more important to expand opportunities? Like, I mean, we kind of go back to the USL thing. You know, you don't know their intention or you know, and how they're going to do things. But is it more important to have the opportunities for women to play, or is it more important uh, to have those front offices and leadership positions correct and then have the women's teams? Um, that's a really good question. And, and I think no matter the gender, I think it's very important to have the right people in the right positions in the front office, in the coaching staff, in, you know, in all of the departments, um, because, because leadership comes from the top. So, you know, I, in, you know, being in San Diego and getting to see that club start from scratch, you know, there, there needs to be no matter again, what the club, what the, what the gender there needs to be a good connection of front office leadership and understanding what the coaching staff needs. And the coaching staff also needs to understand like how the front office operates because you all need to be on the same general, like core values and beliefs and, and what success looks like, you know, like the front office can't be going, well, we want, we want to break even in year one and the coaching staff going, you know, Oh, we need to buy this player for, you know, whatever, 
and have that disconnect. So I think it's, right. it's a blend. And, you know, what, when you get that going and then you, then you build your team based on what success looks like for your club, then, um, you know, then people are more happy. You know, if you go in and go, we're just going to dump a bunch of money into our salaries and we're going to try to win in year one, like, that's great. But is that really realistic? And, you know, maybe that club isn't around in year three. So it's like, what, what, what does success actually look like? What's your plan? What's your business plan? What's your on the field plan? Um, all of that to me goes hand in hand. Well, I think what got me to thinking about that was even on the men's side, we, we struggle, we talk about, you know, quality coaching and coaching at the professional level and lack of access to, you know, uh, USF uh, coaching license and that sort of thing. And I do not know the situation personally uh, yeah. on the women's side. Is, are there enough women with that level of coaching experience and acumen to uh, take over professional positions? I mean, it's a problem in the men's game. I imagine it's shared in, on the women's side as well. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are a lot of very good qualified women and, you know, um, the licensing thing, that's a whole nother topic. I mean, there's, there's enough women out there who I believe should at least be considered for more of these, you know, positions within the NWSL, um, whether it's, you know, as an assistant or a head coach or, or GM for that matter, you know, um, and the only way you get better at coaching is, is through experience. So, you know, let's, let's try out a female, you know, assistant in the men's game. Like I, you know, had the opportunity to do, and, you know, you don't, you don't know, you know, plenty of men in this, again, this, you know, sounds awful, but plenty of men finish playing professionally. And then all of a sudden they're a head coach of a professional team. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. does that happen on the women's side? I don't know. I haven't really seen right. it. And you know, why, why is that? And yeah, you can be a great player, but you can also maybe not be a very good head coach, or you could be a not so great player but you can really study your craft and, and get your experience and then, you know, be, you know, ready for an opportunity that may or may not come because there might be a man that's more qualified, quote unquote, more qualified, but how do you ever grow, um, you know, to be in a position of leadership, whether it's in the front office or how do you, you know, maybe you're a former coach and, now you want to get onto the business side and be a general manager, or be a president or be a commissioner, you know, how do you ever gain more business knowledge without being given the opportunity to, you know, be in those higher roles. So on the job training, is, as, you know, a lot of times the best, the best teacher. So. And as a, as a successful coach yourself and, and held multiple uh, roles and in, in different organizations, when you're when you're scrolling online through social media and you see Jill Ellis possibly linked to like a DC United coaching job like back in the summer and you go through and you read the comments uh, in that state and we all know about social media comments but still when you see some of the disdain that that people still have the idea of a woman who has won a World Cup yeah cut it at the highest level in the United States 
Like, what, what, what does that feel like? What does that do? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really disappointing. And, you know, again, those comments that come up, guaranteed not one of those people could even play on the, you know, DC United team. So they're, they're armchair people going, oh, women can't coach men or whatever the case may be, you know, and, and, you know, if you know your stuff, whether you're a male or female, if you know your stuff on the field, the players want to be coached. The players want to be challenged. They want to be given good information. And, you know, I've had the experience of, I started a division three college men's team from scratch. You know, my, my guys there respected me. Uh, I was there for four years. You know, I've, I've had the opportunity, you know, to, to work with, you know, the Stumptown guys. And uh, I, we, I was having a conversation with some of them on a, on a bus ride, you know, to, I don't know, New York. We had a long time, a long bus ride. <laughs> and, and they were like, yeah, I've never really had a female, you know, coach, but you know, why is that? You know, like we don't, we, we respect you. We, you know, you give us information in, you know, and we listen. So I, I think the players don't really mind as long as they're getting good instruction. They don't, I don't think they care whether you're male, female, purple, green from, you know, from the U S from, you know, Jamaica from wherever, as long as they're feeling that they're cared about and they're getting good information and that, you know, you're, you're there to try to make them better. Yeah. I always worry about the experience excuse that, that, and I'll use excuse cause it's, I don't think they're, it's a, it's a real reason. I mean, you can, you can look at the NFL um, and I, cause I don't really know the coaching carousel of professional soccer well enough to, 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 to think about examples, but in the NFL, you know, we have very few African-American coaches and yet you see mm-hmm. the same white, old white dudes recycled yeah. over and over and over yeah. again. You're like, come on. I mean, how many times yeah. does that coach get a chance before, before this guy who's been an offensive coordinator? American soccer is no different. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah soccer is yeah. no different. I, I mean, I can, I can think of, you know, I follow Arsenal in the EPL and, you know, how many times does Sam Allardyce get a, get a job over and over and over again? Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't need to tread on big Sam like that. Well, you but of it's, all people, Arsenal supporters, you about had to hire him last shut year up. so you could stay up. Shut, shut up, Todd. Um, no, but, but no, but you're exact, you're exactly right. You know, and, and with Stumptown, I've had the, the wonderful opportunity to work with, with coach Rod Underwood and he's a fantastic coach and an even better human. And, you know, he's been at Portland. He's been, you know, he's coached professional soccer in Jamaica. He's, um, he's been, he was at Sacramento and they won a championship, you know, he was Precky's assistant Mm -hmm. and, you know, he, he deserves a chance for, to, you know, show the U S like what he's about. And he's done a fantastic job in a, such a sh- short amount of time, you know, whipping the, the stump town team together. I mean, we, we literally had tryouts. I had him organized and he flew in, landed, came to tryouts and we were like off and running, putting our team together. And you know, what, what he's been able to do to, to bring the guys together is, is, is fantastic. And, you know, no offense, we're going to give you a really tough game. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, hey, we've watched. You know, I've watched. I think I've probably no watched. Doubt. I think I've watched every game. So, uh, yeah. so yeah. I mean, I I think it's. You know, I, I'll I'll say this, and you know, the the league is better 
with Coach Underwood and you in it. Um, and, oh well, that's very sweet. I mean, it's you. it's it, I, you know I th- I really does it really does mean a whole lot when I see you know clubs like Stumptown bring in uh, you and Coach Underwood uh, with you know the Maryland Bobcats who has a African American yeah. ownership. There's just not enough of that in professional soccer, and if you know people can say things about. There's all kinds of things you can say about Nisa, and I've said some of them, and a lot of other people have said some of them too. <laughs> but you know that there is a that you know there's a diversity in Nisa that you don't I don't see right. in other leagues. Now it may be coming, but I just don't see it. I, I'll I'll do that as a kind of a segue to one of the things that really struck me uh, that uh, I went back and actually listened to again was you talking with the the guys on on the crack about about and you mentioned kind of when you can pull back the curtain and, and is uh, you know are they really about what they say they're about and you right. were you talked about kind of culture vultures which i yeah, I, I enjoyed yeah. and <laughs> I, I i i was in rare form that day I was in rare form <laughs> well I'm, I'm i'm glad i listened to that you guys, like, had you gotten into the Sudafed or something like <laughs> no no i just i woke up and and gooch was just fire he was just like poking me so i <laughs> Well, it was. I, I got I got on my soapbox that day a little yeah, bit. It, yeah, it, it so. was fun. It was fun to listen to. It really was. But you know, I I think we we as supporters of uh, Anisa Club worry a little bit about that. About you know, we had we had um, a, a racist incident during the Independent Cup in New York. Mm-hmm. I believe it was in New York, or, or it was with New York and somebody else. I can't remember. Yeah. You, you know, you've seen the things that that have happened in USL over the past couple of years. Yeah. And um, and, and you know, from being on the loyal, how some clubs have handled it by walking off the pitch. You've you've seen yeah. uh, other clubs handle it different ways. Well, Nisa has come out and said that we that we as a as a as an association are an anti racist organization, quote unquote. Um, yeah. And they put on the event uh, at Finley, which I heard mm-hmm. the event was nice, and, and some players have really talked that you know talked well about it. But we had a club missing. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows who that is. I mean, it's Michigan. Yeah. It's Michigan Stars. Yeah. I don't, you know, everybody knows this. It's and, and so, you know, are, are we? Is Nisa at risk of being one of those culture vultures? What? What? Have, what are you? What is your take on the on the league coming out and saying that, claiming that as a as a a badge that we are anti racist? Yeah. And and then have we done enough? And and if not, what what do you think the association and and the member clubs need to be doing to to really earn the 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 moniker of anti-racist yeah no that's a that's a good question and and you know i don't know what happened with michigan not showing up you know players talk and people talk and you know through the telephone game you know i i will say i don't think the players were aware of the event now how that happened or why or whatever. I don't know. I don't want to, sure. I don't want to, you know, talk about something that I don't have first firsthand knowledge of, but to my knowledge, the players did not know about that event. Now, you know, the second part of your question, what, what does the league do? You know, that that's the bigger thing. Do you, do you punish a team for not showing up to a, an event is, you know, equity, diversity, and inclusion. Is that something that's mandatory for every club? I don't know. That's what the league, you know, that's what the league needs to decide Mm -hmm. um, whether that's worth it to them to enforce. But for the players and coaches that were there at the event, I think they got a lot out of it. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm actually on the equity, diversity and inclusion committee. And we had a meeting, you know, in Chattanooga and, you know, we didn't have representatives from everyone, every team, but we, we all got in a room and, you know, we got to know each other, you know, we talked about what's important to us or, you know, whether it's around race or whether it's around religion or whether it's around gender or, you know, socioeconomic standing, whatever the case may be. Um, so at least those conversations are happening amongst the coaches and some player representatives, which I think is, is good. Um, you know, it, it's just, it, it's hard to, you know, you, you referenced my, my culture vulture statement. You know, I personally have a problem with, you know, let's sell merchandise to promote this group or let's sell, you know, day of the dead merchandise mm -hmm. because we, we have a Hispanic community, but what are we really doing? So I think every community is different and every club is different. So in my personal opinion, it's up to the clubs to decide what's important in their own communities and what they're, how they're truly going to connect. Number one, connect with the community and then two, how they're going to support that community. Um, and what, what those what that looks like because I think that's that's more intentional and that's more actual hands-on if it's on the clubs to do that rather than imposed from the league of you know mm -hmm. you need to have this you know you need to celebrate this thing or you need to have this or you must do that like because every community is different you know so I think it's it's really truly again up to the leadership of the clubs to just to decide, you know, what their stance is on, on issues or what their community needs or what their, you know, community wants to portray themselves as. Would you label that as, as an advantage that NISA has over other leagues and it's an idea that each club is independent and can make their own decisions in terms of that? Or do you see that as uh, maybe a disadvantage that you know they the league can't make a blanket statement for all of its um, member clubs yeah i mean i think i think the clubs need to have the right intentions in mind because because of what you mentioned because of them being independent so you know i think i think that's kind of up to the clubs to decide you know what's our purpose is our purpose just to kick a soccer ball or is our purpose to you know, connect with community through the game of soccer and what does that look like? So I think it's kind of a catch 22 in some ways, because you're going to have clubs that don't give a shit about anything other than kicking a soccer ball. And then you're going to have clubs that are really trying to be intentional um, about what they do. So getting back to, 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 I guess uh, your career, you're now, at Stumptown. And how, so how did you, how did that uh, come about? The, how did you get involved with that project? And uh, I mean, you said you never wanted to leave San Diego. So I guess you're spending time in, on, on both coasts now. Uh, yeah. I'm commuting. <laughs> like it's yeah. the longest commute of my life. <laughs> I, I've gotten a lot of air miles out of this job, to be honest. Um, yeah. So I got involved through, you know, uh, Club Nine basically has taken over running Stumptown for the spring. Um, so they put a couple of us on the project and they just said, Hey, will you, you know, handle the operations? And I said, 
all right, that sounds like fun, but I don't want to move to Charlotte. So <laughs> yeah. they were, and, and I also put in the stipulation that I wanted to, to um, be able to go in with Jamaica women's national team mm-hmm. when, 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 and if I was called in to, to be on staff and they were okay with that. So here I am, you know, in Charlotte and I come in for home games and I travel with the team for away games um, because they, there's two assistant coaches that are based here in Charlotte, but they also work for youth clubs. So they don't travel with the team. So I kind of wear different hats, but it's, it's great. It's fun. The guys are fantastic. They're, they've been a joy to work with and, and um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what the rest of the season holds and um, the, the new schedule came out for the fall. So sometimes going to be back. So that's awesome. And, Looks like the schedule is going to be a really good season for all the teams. So yeah, how um you know, you had a short run up. You 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 alluded to that earlier. Uh, so how how do you feel the the uh, Legends Cup and the spring season has gone for Stumptown so far? Yeah, I think we've exceeded other people's expectations. <laughs> um, I think once yep. you know when when we when we went into uh, you know true story we when we went into to Chattanooga to the tournament. John, the commissioner said, Hey, Carrie, what do you think sometimes going to do in the tournament? And I said, we're going to go one, one, and one. And he's like, are you sure? And I go, yep, we're going to go one, one, and one. And that's what we did, you know? And so like, you know, once Rod puts the team together and I just saw what, you know, he was building, you know, we went out and the expectations, I think everyone expected us to be like the whipping the whipping boy of the league and you know we we've held our own and that's a credit to rod and that's a credit to the players they've bought into his system um the guys have really connected quickly and you know it's it's been it's been a lot of fun it's it's really been a lot of fun so any so thoughts on on this weekend's match you know if you want to get into you know you know strategy and tactics and tell us what you're going to do nobody line listens up. to yeah line up nobody you know formation Nobody listens to this, um, you know, this podcast. So you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, be, <laughs> you're not gonna be giving any secrets away. So what, what do you think about this weekend's matchup with CFC? Uh, I think it's gonna be great. I mean, you guys have a great, um, you have a great atmosphere. You have a good team. You have a great little stadium. Um, we're we're excited. I think the matchup. I think we match up well. Um, you know, we're we're a scrappy team. So, you know, we're not going to come out and score like six goals on anybody, but we're going to fight and we're going to battle and we're going to play good soccer at times. And then there are going to be times where we're under pressure. So, you know, the guys get up for every game. So we're, we're pumped. We're ready to, we're ready to get on the bus and head there soon and um, leave it all in the field. You dare give us a score. No, I'm not going to do that. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, rest on my laurels of calling the one and one. <laughs> well, I, I have been impressed with the, with the midfield. I think, uh, you know, McGrath is it McGrath and, yeah. uh, and Sosa is that the Sosa. Yep. Yeah. That, I mean, I, you know, I've, I have, uh, just from the, really from the first kick they, you know, Sosa yep. has jumped off the pitch as, as somebody who really kind of is the engine uh, of the team and has, has been really impressive and, you know, I've kind of like wondered, you know, hey, Jeremy, could you give Sosa a call after the season's over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, true story, both Luis um, Garcia Sosa and Alex came to open tryouts. 
What? They what? both came from yeah. open tryouts. Kid you not. You know, and we're and the thing is, that there's a bunch of people out there that just that poo-poo open tryouts and say they're ripoff and and just really, but it, it, that that's we proof we right signed there. we signed probably over half our team from open tryouts. I kid wow. you not, and I've been involved in a lot of like I've been involved in a lot of open tryouts and been mm-hmm. an evaluator and everything, and and normally that doesn't happen, but yeah. we literally had to build a team from scratch, and you know, some good quality players came out, like Kevin Gonzalez, our goalkeeper played for Oakland roots, Rob Hines played for Oakland roots, yep. you know, like those guys, um, they did it actually KG Kevin came out to the open tryout. Um, mm. Rob, Rob, I went to path to pro saw him Gio Godoy who scored last night. I coached him at path to pro in Northern California. So like these, there are, you know, opportunities at these combines and, and things for players to, to get seen, to get picked up. But yeah, I mean, Louise showed up, Alex showed up and we're like, wow, there's something about those two guys. Like let, let's, let's, let's watch them a little bit. And then we're like, holy shit, these guys can play. Does so. that really speak to like, there's plenty of talent in this country to support like, more uh, professional soccer teams. Yeah. You know, I, I really, I really think that, that there is, and, and it's about, I think there's a lot of players that really fall through the cracks. So like, you know, the guys that have the aspirations of MLS and then, you know, if you don't get drafted by MLS, you know, is there, does USL pick up the guys that in a combine that don't get drafted? Like there's no, none of the leagues really talk to each other, yeah. which doesn't make sense to me, you know, and because they're adversarial almost by nature. Yeah. But, but that, you know, that shouldn't, to me, that shouldn't be like, are we about our clubs or are we about players? You know, so mm. if there's a player, you know, if if a USL team called us and said, hey, we want Luis, we we would be like, great, then we've done our job. Mm-hmm. You know, take him. We would love to have him back next season. But if but if he's done well enough, you know, and and shown that he can he can grow like we're going to push him out the door and be like, go like, you know, explore your career. But there's not enough coaches i think within all the different leagues that actually go hey i you know what this player's not going to make my team you know at, at usl championship but let me pick up the phone and call anisa club and go hey this guy could be a starter for you you know like to me mm-hmm. it needs to be more about the players rather than just you know uh, the agents and you know not there there are a lot of good agents out there maybe i shouldn't come down hard on agents but like to me, the clubs could be better advocates for the players, in my opinion. Well, again, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And it's just another example of why we need you to, why we need you to stay in the league. So, um, what you, like you mentioned, we got the fall schedule today, so it's exciting. It's a, it's, it's a single table. It's home and away. It's, it, it, it looks like, it looks like real soccer to me without like, you know, every half the team is making the playoffs and all that stuff. No shade yeah. to anybody else, but I love, you know, give me a single table and home and away, a balanced schedule any day of the love week. It. I love it. I um, love it. I love it. I so love what, it. what, what do you think about the, and so also, uh, you know, Stumptown has a shirt sponsor, which I mm-hmm. think is, is cool. Ooh. And, you know, I've heard little rumblings through, I don't know, even it's through the grapevine that, you know, there's, there's a chance that there's maybe some new ownership. So what, what do you see, you know, Stumptown's on the list for next, for fall. So that's, that's the first thing. What do you see as Stumptown's future going forward 
uh, in NISA? Um, all I know is the team's going to play in the fall. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, honestly, uh, you know, I've heard there could be a potential owner. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to have any conjecture around that, but you know, we, we've been, we've been told, obviously we're on the schedule. Um, we've been told that, you know, that we'll have the guys will have a place to play and mm-hmm. that, you know, we can start signing players and things like that. You know, I think, I think this market, uh, it's, it's interesting. Like the stadium that we play at Matthews, uh, sportsplex is a, a, a nice, uh, it's a great venue. Um, I think with time we can build up a, a, a decent fan base. We're starting to connect with some of the local, um, you know, youth organizations. We had, you know, we had an okay turnout last night. Um, you know, unfortunately we had to cancel a game earlier in the season and that's why we played on Tuesday, but you know, the guys, the guys are excited to be here that, you know, they were talking to me about, well, Hey, I go to the sandwich shop by my house and I can maybe get a sponsor, you know, like, how do I get them to be a sponsor? Or how do I get them? You know, so, <laughs> yeah. so the guys, the guys are actually wanting to connect with the community and, you know, some of them have part time jobs working with a, a, you know, a private coaching company and, you know, different things like that. So they're, they're really, they want to, they want to be here and they want to connect with the community. And, you know, we've, I had, we had ball kids at the game last night, the first game I couldn't find ball kids to save my life. So like now we're, I mean, that sounds like such a little thing, but no, it's, uh-uh, you, no, it's not, you, you like slowly have to, you know, get, get people to know about the team and, and build, fans and and you know let them know that that it's a decent brand of soccer and it's a, a cool stadium and that we'll try to grow the experience and see if we can you know have a supporters group like you like you guys do with with you know the drums and all of that so yeah you know we we aspire to well, when you get a, to grow that when you get a ball kid that that throws the ball at the opponent and to your players, that's when you know you made it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you guys got a shirt sponsor and, and that's great. You got a shirt sponsor, you got ball kids. It sounds like the players want to be there and that all helps build toward new ownership. But you guys are kind of in a unique situation over there in Charlotte. I mean, that is as far as like professional and semi-professional soccer goes, it seems like it's kind of a crowded market. How does Stumptown differentiate itself from, uh, you know, the new Charlotte MLS team, uh, the independents? I think it's kind of easy to separate yourself from them, but that's another conversation. Uh, yeah. yeah. Kind of a crowded scene. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have, you know, I don't, I don't work in sponsorships. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm focused on my job piece of it, but you know, I, I honestly think if done the right way, I mean, we, we train at, the ortho Carolina sportsplex and that, you know, ends up being our shirt sponsor. You know, we got them in the, you know, after the first couple games. So for, for all those fans out there that think like everything happens, you know, smoothly and everything, like we're collecting jerseys going, Hey guys, we need your, you know, like we have to like (laughs) go, we have to grab the jerseys and get them printed before we go on our next road trip and all, you know, all that fun, like, professional sports stuff that people never see. Right. Um, but, but that means, Hey, or ortho, you know, we ortho Carolina wants to get involved and we're training at their facility where, 
Charlotte Soccer Academy trains. So, you know, like how can we connect with Charlotte Soccer Academy or the Eagles or all of the local clubs? And, and, you know, it's not, it's not MLS, but not everybody wants to go to an MLS game and, and, you know, maybe spend a lot more money on a ticket or, you know, some of the, the, the ball kids, you know, I, I'll pull it back to the ball kids. The ball kids know a couple of our players. So that family and those kids want to go see their coat, you know, their coach that they work with on mm-hmm. the weekend. They want to go see him go yep. play professional yep. soccer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's how, that's how it starts. And then, you know, we, we, you know, connect with the community a little bit more and, and, you know, we just grow it. We grow it from the ground up. I mean, it's literally like planting a seed and, and have, and watching it grow and, and, you know, we're not going to be perfect. We're going to screw up along the way, but, you know, we, we want to, we want to create a great environment as, you know, as do most clubs, I think want to have a great environment and be connected with the community, but it has to be authentic. It can't be canned. It can't be, you know, it can't be forced. So. Well, Carrie, it's, uh, it's, it's been great. Oh, I called you Carrie. So I, I apologize. Coach Taylor. Okay. I don't, I, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's a habit. It's just a habit. I apologize. There's a level of professionalism that this podcast just cannot maintain. <laughs> That's so fine. I, I answer to Coach Carrie, CT, Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I really appreciate uh, you taking some time to, to talk with us uh, about, about yourself, about, kind of where, where you have been and where you are going. And, and, you know, we're really excited for the Stumptown project. I, I'm glad to see that they're on the, on the schedule for next year. And hopefully you'll be involved uh, with the league in some, in some form or fashion going forward. You know, I meant what I said, you know, the, it's, it's, you know, a, an organization is only as good as the people that they have in it. And, um, you know, you and coach are, are, are two people that I, I think you know, I would really love to see uh, stay connected to the league. How could how could folks find you on on social media? And you do have a podcast, so I'll be I'll be happy to to uh, give you an opportunity to to plug that. Whoa, we're gonna give we're gonna give her that four two three soccer pod bump. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, like I said, mine mine's on hiatus right now, so I don't I don't know how you know. Yes, I do a podcast. It's called Women 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 Talking Soccer. Um. It, it will get started back up probably in July or August. Okay. So I have that. Uh, I'm on social media. I'm on, you know, Instagram and Twitter. I think my, I don't even know my handle. I think it's underscore C Taylor four or something like that. I don't know. Um, I only, I, I use it for, for my, my sports, not much, not, not really personal stuff. So understood. Yeah. Understood. I'm a, uh, Yeah. I'm on LinkedIn too. If people want to connect. I'm on LinkedIn. So. Yeah. And, and I, you know, when, when I heard you talk about your podcast, you said, you said that you were just the talent that you had a producer. I, we, we need to get one of those, Todd. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know where you go to the uh, yeah, producer yeah, yeah. store to get, to get, to. Uh, yeah. To no, I can, I got a guy. Is there like a, a headhunter for producers? Yeah. We need somebody. I got, yeah. I got a guy. No, a good friend of mine who, who, who worked for me before I like, I just, technology and i just don't get along i'm like i don't know i'm just gonna talk in the microphone you do all the other stuff so 
if you guys she nonchalantly like i don't i don't even pay really attention to my social media and i find her on twitter and she's got like three times more followers than i do and i'm like constantly trying to cultivate people nice. oh <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's okay you know, it's okay Todd. I, <laughs> all right that's all right well well you can follow me and then i'll follow you back and then you'll have another one How about sweet that? awesome yeah uh, and well, again, it was it was great to have a chance to talk with you. Um, I wish you and Stuptown all the best, except except for the ninety weekend. plus minutes on Saturday. Yeah, are you guys going to be at the game? <laughs> oh, abs- absolutely. I uh, I get I have the honor and priv- privilege of doing the uh, the the I guess the markup for um, the Maikuju broadcast. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so I'll be up in the press box. Todd will be roaming around the stands. Eleven. Yeah. Is it still my two G? I thought it was eleven. Oh, okay, it's oh, 11. eleven. It's eleven sports. sports yeah, I, yeah, I apologize. All right. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. well, hope, we'll come down and say hi to me. Cool. Yeah, we will. we will. I'll wave. We can chat. <laughs> Just come find me. I'll will... be easy to find. I'm the only woman on the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard I've heard you're easy to find for other reasons. Just because just because of that just just listen for the 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 coach yelling out instructions. I've oh, so okay. I've, I've, yeah. I've heard. I, I'm direct. Right. That's what, that's what you said, right? I'm direct. Yeah, I think yeah. it was direct. I can't remember. All I, I know might is have gotten a yellow card at the tournament. Did did anyone see that? I hope not. What you got a yellow? I did. Yeah, yeah, I, she did. I remember wait, that. Wait, 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 I, for what? I forgot about it, but thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I I might have said something to the referee. Oh, oh god. Oh shoot. No, that's yeah, cuz so, so the wait, the linesman or the head ref? The AR. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, everyone it, should say something to the AR. It was something Everyone should say something to the it, AR. It wasn't useless. very nice. It was let's, so, let's it, just put it that way. <laughs> I, I think somebody said it was something about that that she did not have to listen to the men on the field. I don't I don't know if it was if it was a little uh, more colorful. I told than her that. to I told her to be brave. Yeah. She was she was the AR and she kept wanting to put her flag up and she kept like second guessing Aww. herself. And I I, I might have but I might have said it in a very forceful way. But my gist of what I said was that she needed to be brave because she like I could see her wanting to flag a foul, yeah. whether it was for us or for the other team, it doesn't matter. But it like I thought I felt like she was second guessing herself. And like I'm like, if you're on the sideline, you're qualified. So be brave. But and you got to yell for that. I might have. Yeah. I'm Well, I might have said it in a little <laughs> more forceful way. So okay. I won't re- I won't repeat that what i said because it yeah. wasn't very nice but and i <laughs> took full i took i take full responsibility for it but i deserve the yellow so so that that yellow is what those supporters were talking about when they came and talked to me about that, that i'm sure yeah, it is. that's the yeah. interaction that they were talking about so i've i've yeah. forgotten what they were saying but now i remember completely what 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 it was yeah. hey listen you know what sometimes you just gotta you just gotta earn the yellow i mean you just gotta take yeah. it. you just gotta take the no. yellow i mean i know. I here here's my my I'm sticking to this story. I would have chosen my words differently, but my sentiment would would remain the same. Good. So yeah, that's that's how I that's <laughs> how I feel about that. So I had a poor choice of words. I deserve the yellow, and I like take full responsibility for it. So. <laughs> Well, again, th- it was a pleasure to speak with you. We'll uh, we'll see you this Saturday at uh, awesome. Finley Stadium. Um, cool. So thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having Thank me on, so much, guys. Coach. Appreciate All right. it. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. And thanks again to Coach Taylor for coming on and, and spending some time 
with us to chat about you know, kind of her path in in soccer and in Stumptown, the Stumptown project, and all the all kind of other stuff. You know, you look look her up on on podcast. She's been on several. She uh, is a great guest, and and uh, really, I, I can't emphasize. Yeah, Go back and listen to that podcast with Demarcus Beasley and Gooch and um, and uh, Barbicio Wilson. It was it was uh, it was a really good one. So, what are we gonna say, Todd? Yeah, and just to follow up, yeah her her Twitter account is at underscore C T A Y L O R the end of the number four at C Taylor four uh, on Twitter if you want to follow her. Um, yeah, just a fantastic interview. Uh, obviously, she knows the ins and outs. Like, I mean, you think about what she's done. She's been at the college level. She's, tried, you know, been a part of a group tried to bring MLS to San Diego. She's part of the USL San Diego Loyal. Now she's in NISA and uh, the NISA structure um, and, and stunt. She's involved in Stumptown. She's involved in the J- women's uh, Jamaican national team. I mean, what a what a wealth of experience and and to be able to give us some insight as to. Uh, what's going on in that space uh just a, a fantastic interview and i agree with you 100 percent. the more we can keep people like that involved in nisa the better off nisa is going to be and the more authentic and real it will be which makes me a little worried when you hear her talk i don't know where this is going about whistle true you know and and, and, I, and we we didn't get into the interview in the interview with her about it but going back to the interview she had uh on the crack she left she seems really um uh committed mm-hmm. if something does not align yep. with her values it sounds like she's willing to walk away and, yeah. and has no qualms about it and if you listen to the interview it sounds like that's exactly what happened with san diego loyal right. uh you know mm-hmm. and i talked to you about this before the party jim the loyal looked like they kind of got it last year uh they had uh, you know, the issue with the homophobic slur in one of their games, they walked off the field. You see Landon Donovan losing his crap out there to an official. Uh, you have, uh, you know, all these things going on that, that looks like the club gets it. And then we kind of find out in the interview on the crack that it, it wasn't everything it appeared to be. It was a little bit of like she was able to see how the sausage was made and didn't yeah. want any part of it. Yeah, which which concerns so me. Makes you wonder is that what's going on with whistle? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, that that's you know, and again, you know, she's not, you know, she's still working for Club Nine, you know, and she's still working in, in that structure. So I know she's not going to come out and, and spill too much tea. But reading between the lines, you know, you know, when she says things like, you know, it, it, if you're going to say you're for women by women, then do that. Don't 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 just say it. And that you know, I think some people were concerned about that from the get go with the release of the, of the name and then seeing who was involved. Um, so that's a little concerning. Let's, uh, be, let's be honest, man. If, if you're, if you're looking to put out a product such as like an entire women's league and you're looking to do it as expediently as possible, then it's probably easier just to go out and hire like the first person available and without, you know, you know, looking at, you know, what these then that's why I ask her the question is it more important to have the team or is it more important to have the structure right? And when you're just trying to get something out there, which it looks like, and this is part of the soccer wars, is just trying to get a team out there almost trumps how it's assembled. And and it's you know, it's like I said, like do you put out a team or do you make sure you have the structure right? And I think it's more expedient in a lot of these cases, they just throw a front office together and a coaching staff and if it's reflective of the va- of values then great if it's not then move on put the team out there 
Yeah, well, yeah, I think that's why I, I do appreciate a little bit of, the, you know, at least the way that Jeremy says he's going about the 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 re, reboot of the women's team uh, with the club, you know, that, that they're taking time, they're doing it deliberately, they're building, they're building it the, the right way, um, taking supporters' views into, into account. Oh, and I, that's a, a nice segue to say that the second Q&A for the women's team will take place right before the Stumptown match in the – it's the area right next to the merch booth. I can't remember what it's called, the stadium club or something like that. Uh, so it's I believe yeah, it's club. 6.30 to 7.30. Uh, so go there and uh, with your questions ready and and get your listening ears on and your question mouth on. Is that a thing? That's, hey, I just – I made it. And, thing, and you know, so. the other thing is, like, if this, if this team is really going to be – for women and by women, then you know who needs to be in that in that meeting? Women. And I saw a photo of the first uh, town hall, if you will, and there were women there. Yeah. And, but there was probably equal number of men. Yeah. And, and that's fine. But you know what, guys? If if your wife or whoever, uh, if if they want to go to this meeting, then I, I hate to say stuff like this, but hey, why don't you watch the kids and let them go? Because it's important for, for or just women go, to have a just go too. Just go, just go yeah, and well, shut up. I'm just saying, if you don't want your kids in there, maybe you got some wild kids and they're gonna yell. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, take the high road. Just, right? yeah, well, just go, just go and shut up and listen. The, those, you know, shut up and listen for a little bit and then, you know, ask your questions. Um, you know, once, uh, you know, once I just we, want to encourage women to, to, uh, I mean to uh, use the words of uh, Coach Taylor to the AR, be bold. Yeah. Go in there, listen, take an active part yeah. in this, and make it your own. Because I think it's extremely important that it be reflective of of the women in, in this community. Yep. So the second one is this Saturday. And then if you listen to our conversation with Jeremy, or my conversation, I can't remember. Were you with that, or is it just me? I don't remember. Um, the Thank, conversation, you know what, that's just reflective of this whole, this whole relationship. Was I even there? <laughs> I don't remember. Were you there the last time I talked with Jeremy? Wow. I wow. You know what? I'm not even, I'm not even going to give you an answer to that. I'm going to okay. make you go look. No, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go listen. But the last time wow. the Jeremy was on the podcast, I'll put it that way. He talked about the, the, I believe he said this, gosh, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm breaking news here, it was something that I was told. Well, the third one is in July. I'll just put it that way. The third one is in July and, and should be exciting. Uh, I think he said it, I think he's going to be virtual. It won't be face to face. And there's a good, very good reason for that. Um, so, so yeah. I'll go ahead and tell you, uh, I wasn't there, but <laughs> yes, he did tell us there was a very important reason for that. And I don't believe you would be breaking news. Okay. So, yeah, because I think he said it on the podcast, but I wasn't remember. I didn't remember. What, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I didn't remember. So, yeah, there will be representatives from Wolfsburg on the call. So, it would be very it'd be cool. Um, we, we talked to, to Coach Taylor about the schedule coming out. So, very exciting. Um, don't know what I'm going to talk to Jeremy about now that I can't ask him about the schedule. So, um, it's, it is uh, 18 or 10 teams, which is important. So there are 10 teams that will be participating in the fall. There will be nine, you know, that means 18 games, nine home, nine away, because we don't play ourselves. So, um, yeah, single table, balanced schedule. 
And then to do the same yeah. thing in the hey, that's thirty six games. That's thirty six games in a calendar year. Yeah, man. the same in the same thing in the spring. That's, so eighteen games there. That's I mean that's that's cool. That's cool. That's that is a that's a legit season. That is that's about as long as the EPL championship. I think um, you know the in terms of the number of uh, number of matches. So yeah, I, I'm excited. Wait, is the EPL is the EPL thirty six or thirty eight? Thirty eight. Uh, yeah, I don't know. 38, 22. Is it 38? So it's close. Yeah, so it's 30. close to the championship. Yeah. It's more games yeah. than it's more games than I think it, is it more games than any other league in the US? I mean it's it's got to be close. I, I don't, don't know. Whatever. Who cares? I don't pay attention to that it's a lot for us and it's a full season and that means going out there and battling for points and not worrying about playoff positions and stuff like that you bet you were there for yeah points and I know. That's it. it'll, it'll be a totally different mentality that's right what i'm looking forward to quite yep. frankly yeah yeah I'm, I'm excited about it um anything else you know you mentioned you mentioned a little bit earlier right in between the recording and, and us coming back on i mean do you want to say anything about rochester i mean do you care to say anything about rochester yeah i don't i don't know it, it, Hey, it, it's it's soccer wars drama and it's fun, right? So yeah, you know you're gonna have another team coming out into Rochester, and what's interesting is uh, is that it is gonna have the partly owned by by your favorite uh, EPL Ugh, player, yeah. uh, Jamie Vardy, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. I can't even start to understand the connection which with Rochester, which somebody's tweet was just absolutely priceless. It's like, did someone tell him it was pronounced Ross? Roster, <laughs> roster, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I thought was hilarious. Well, I, you know, I, I just said that I think that means Flower City needs to get Rooney on the line pretty quick. And and if you know the, if you, oh if, yes. you, if you know that joke, if you don't know the joke, look up. Just Google Rooney and Vardy and just enjoy. Uh, and wives, and, yeah. It's, Wags feud, yeah. Right. But yeah, I don't know. You but, know, you know I mean, my point is, like, I don't, I don't know what he has in common with Rochester, but I don't know what Dimba Ba had in in right connection with San Correct. Diego either. So yeah, I whatever. mean, initially, initially, my jaded self immediately went to okay, USL put USL use yes. their connections to get. Yes, I was going to point that out. Like you're so jaded, you <laughs> yeah. couldn't even hide it. You're yeah. just like, USL. Yeah, it's like and you, I'm like, and then it comes out like it's doubtful. It's USL. I'm like, huh? That's interesting. Because you know, I figured USL used their connections to put the ownership in 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 touch with in touch with him. I don't know. I was just like, oh, oh, the timing of this is awfully convenient. But then, yeah, but then somebody says it's not going to be USL. It's not going to. And then somebody, and then like immediately was like, is this going to be NISA? Is this NISA dumping two teams into one into one market? Because Flower City came out with a very flowery kind of it's it's not war yeah that was my thing too is it yeah. was super like get along like right. yeah. kumbaya and, right. and i actually and they actually like tweeted back at me about that like mm-hmm. we're not gonna do this we're yeah. all friendly and promoting everyone yeah. I'm I was like, like, all right. yeah well if it's usl and i was that made me think they know good and well it's not usl or that would not be their position and so and but then somebody said no it's not nisa so that only leaves that only lives that leaves this MLS three thing. So I, you know, I don't know unless they're, unless they're, um, well, you know what? I'm going to, okay. I'm going to go ahead and say this. And this is me. This is, this is jaded me reading, maybe reading between the lines. Cause they did not say, they did not say 
it's not going to be affiliated with USL. What they said was that it's not good. They're not going to be playing in the championship or League One. That doesn't mean. So you're saying it could be USL two. That doesn't mean they're not going to play in League Two for a year and then go to League One or Championship, like like the Beasley team is doing. Here's the the thing. Yeah, I know, but here's the thing. And and I mentioned something in my tweet about you about basically insinuating that you know if it was USL coming in, we'll see how they do because they're so adversarial about everything. And they actually liked the tweet, and I was like. Who liked this week? Uh, maybe it's not you. Uh, Flower City. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Not, not Flower City, I'm sorry. Not, not, the Rhinos yeah, so liked I, it? I don't know. I don't know. No, whatever. I don't know which one. L- like I said. I like think I, it was Flower City. Like I said to you, like I said to everybody on Twitter, I don't care if UL's not to blame. They're to blame. All right? They're, just to, they're always to blame. That's just the way it's going to be on my Twitter feed. If you don't like it, you can unfollow or block or mute. People that have have done all three. Um, I find a new person who's blocked me, you know, every once in a while, and it's a sad thing, but it's their loss, right? It is. It it, it is a sad thing. Well, think? it depends. You, you, you get sorrow. It, it depends that? on who it is. You know, like people are like, "Why do you even know who unfollows you?" Well, there are some people who I want to maintain a relationship with, right? Like on Twitter. So if I see one of them unfollow me, I reach out and say, "Okay, what I say." What did I say? Can I talk? Let me t- talk. Tell me what so I what's did. What's the most common? What's the most common reason someone unfollowed you? It's got to be the uh, absurd amount of Arsenal crap in your feed. <laughs> there's not an absurd amount. First of all, there's not an absurd amount. Any of Arsenal amount stuff. is absurd. Well, oh, yeah. any amount is absurd. No, most of it is just salt. <laughs> it's just salt. Uh, there's you know they they uh, think I'm they think I'm overly negative. I mean. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to disagree there. It's a vibe. <laughs> it's a salt. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Salt life. Like, how do you not have a salt life sticker on your on your car? <laughs> that salt. I'm all about that salt life. All right. I'm well, going to the beach next week, and that's my my life's goal is to get you a salt life sticker <laughs> and put it on your car, whether you know it or not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Todd, anything, anything else? I mean, do, do you want to even no, talk? I may or may not. I may or may not be at the game. I'm okay. on call this weekend, so oh, that sucks. you know somebody's got to get those. Uh, take care of people with appendicitis. That's right. Somebody does, and we're oh. and I am happy that it's you. And not yes. Me. All right. Well, there's a ton All of right. there's a ton of soccer on. I have watched approximately 17 matches so far this week. Um, I mean, there's the Euros, there's the quali- the the quali- World Cup qualifiers, there's the uh, Copa America, the there's some friendlies going on, there's of course Nisa games. It's it's just it's all literally. It's it, a, it, so I called out I called out of work sick today. Yeah, uh, if you can hear my it's, voice, you probably understand why I'm coughing your head off in the middle of surgery. Isn't exa- isn't exactly like. You know, no, I would kind of frowned upon. I wouldn't have so, liked that if I, I I wouldn't have liked that if the last thing I heard when they were putting the 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 uh, gas to me is somebody going. Hey. Yes, it's somebody with the the death COVID cough. Yeah, right, I know. Yeah, right, so yeah. yeah, exactly. 
Well, but what a great day to to be out sick. I mean, I flip on the cha- the, the TV and literally I don't have to get off my couch all day. No, yeah. I mean, three games on the Euros and <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the only downside of the day is I have to get on here and talk with you. So, and that's about <laughs> over. That's almost over. That's almost over. Oh, hey, I I, I will I need to, I do need to say one uh well two two things. Um I don't want to end on I don't want to I don't want to end on a bad, but I do I do want to to say that I, I did hear um for those of you who are CFC supporters, you may know Jean Marie Lawrence. Uh Jean Marie is a yeah. a longtime CFC supporter. She worked at UTC. I've known her since she came to UTC as a student. Um and uh I'm not sure what happened, but uh, but her mom found her unresponsive late last week and I got news this morning that she did pass. Um, and so for, for her friends and, and other folks who knew her and to, in her family, you know, I can only send my thoughts. It's, uh, it's, you know, if you, if you were in a room with her, you knew her and you knew she was there and, um, you know, we're, she's going to be greatly missed. And, uh, and so I, I didn't want to take a little bit of time out to say that, uh, I don't want to end on that though. I do want to, I do want to remind folks that pride razor is still going on. And we are up to about two hundred and fifty-five dollars a goal. So CFC needs to be scoring some goals this weekend. Um, so yes, if you if you haven't already, for any number of reasons, yeah, for, not the least of which is Pride Razor. Correct. But yeah. So if you have if you don't have your pledges in, please do so. It's it's going to a great cause. It's going to our student organization on campus that supports LGBTQ plus uh, students. They do a lot of good work, and uh, so yeah, go and support. And, and then check check out the Chad Hooligans. Uh, they have a they have a campaign as well. So if you could give a little bit to both, it would be great. Um, so Todd, anything else before we go? Oh yes, uh, another per- public service announcement. Uh, everybody knows about the uh, Ericsson cardiac arrest on the field in the uh, yeah. the champ- oh, that's right. uh, European Championships. That's right. So uh, just encourage everybody. If you don't have CPR, go out and get CPR. If you can't go get CPR, then locate your nearest automated uh, defibrillator mm-hmm. that uh, every pretty much house of worship, every major business has, and including your place of employment. Find it. Uh, know how to use it. Uh, you could save a life. And Absolutely. more importantly, it might save yours. Yeah. Yeah. That was terrifying to watch happen in real time. Yes. Yeah, that was that was terrifying. But I'm glad to hear he is at least stable and doing well in the in the hospital. And hopefully they figure out what's going on. I don't think we we probably won't see him play again, unfortunately. Um, but maybe so. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, but it was that was scary. That was scary scenes. And I still can't believe they played the match um, that night. But um, well, but like the coach said, uh, it was either it was either late, later that day. First thing yeah. the next morning, unless you had COVID, then you get 48 hours. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Well, Todd, I guess uh, we'll see We'll see everybody either in the stadium or on uh, 11 Sports. We'll, uh, until next time, go CFC. And one more public service announcement. There's a reason that pseudoephedrine is behind the counter. Go Blues.